This episode of Truth's Table is brought to you by Dwell Audio Bible App. Dwell's mission is to help you get in the Word and stay in the Word. Visit dwellapp.io slash truthstable to get 10% off a yearly subscription or 33% off Dwell for Life. Welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. This table is built by a Black woman and for a Black woman. So welcome to the table, Michelle. How you doing, girl? Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> always, always, always happy to do video episodes. It's my favorite Come thing. on, come <laughs> on, right? Let, season five, we leveling up. We leveling up. Um, I'm so excited. But first of all, if our sisters at the table have been rocking with us from season one until now, they would notice that they ain't never heard a Michelle Well at the table for a Black Girl Magic episode. Because that's what we're doing right now. That's what we're doing right now. So some dissonance. Huh? Y'all like, wait, 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 wait. What? Black Girl Magic? Michelle's at the table? <laughs> I do. Yeah. I'm leveling up. That's what's happening. I'm also leveling up. <laughs> It's my winning yes. season. Yes, yes. We we keeping y'all on your toes, season five. Okay. So y'all 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 gotta stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Um, so anyway, C is not here, but Michelle is here, and we are doing a Black Girl Magic episode, and we are so excited. I am so excited for our guest, y'all. We have Jennifer Lucy Tyler at the table with us. How you doing, sis? I'm good. How are y'all? Good. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to be a part of this. I love y'all podcast. <laughs> I am a fan and have been rocking with y'all for a minute now. So Praise this is a blessing. Lord. Praise the Lord. We are honored to have you, sister. And y'all, just in case you don't know who Jennifer Lucy Tyler is, we're going to learn you something today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, learn you something. All right. <laughs> Jennifer Lucy Tyler is a Bible teacher, storyteller, entrepreneur, and growth coach. She is also the creator of two journals, Be Your Own Relationship Goals, Volume 1, and The Changemaker Guide to Studying the Bible. In 2016, she received a coaching certification through Life Forming Leadership Institute and focuses on helping women grow spiritually through online courses and studies. In 2018, Jennifer founded Soul Circles, an alternative lady night out, and virtual communities centered around studying the Bible inductively. During a pandemic in 2020 and 2021, it's still happening, y'all, <laughs> Jennifer founded Mission Consulting Hub. The mission is simple. We serve the servant leader. Mission Consulting Hub also provides additional income for consultants who are part of the hub as they serve missions businesses, and brands that are changing the world. Jennifer serves as a women's ministry leader at her local church. She resides in Maryland and is happily married to her husband, Jeffrey Tyler. You can find more information on Jennifer Lucy Tyler on the web and on the following social media sites, www.jenniferlucytyler.com. Her Instagram is at Jennifer Lucy Tyler. And on Facebook, you can find her Jennifer Lucy Tyler. Welcome to the table, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, that sounds like a lot, child. Yeah. <laughs> Doer of all the things. <laughs> Would you be a black woman if you weren't doing all these things at this point? Uh, this, okay. This is the question, wearing a, a, a lot of hats. That's what we do. We'd be wearing a lot. We need rest. We need a vacation. Listen, right? listen. I oh. just tweeted that yesterday. I need a vacation. 
Girl. And I'm going on one next week. Because oh. I'm about that rest of life. Yes. Come on. Come on. That's right. <laughs> Prophesy to your future. Um, I need to do yeah. that too, actually. Help me, Lord. Help me. Um, so Jennifer, I just, I'm so, we are so honored to have you at the table. I would love for you to talk to our sisters about how you came to faith in Jesus Christ, because you are just a mighty woman of God, a mighty woman of valor. And I just, I would love to hear your testimony. Um, and I know our sisters at the table would love to hear it as well. Okay. Well, um, I grew up in DC and my parents weren't churchgoers or mm-hmm. really just actively following uh, Christ. And in the home that uh, we lived in, my aunt came to stay with us and she ended up coming to live with us. She brought her, you know, her husband and her four kids. Mm-hmm. And my aunt was this Pentecostal powerful woman of God that I I remember being a little girl thinking that she was crazy because I would be hearing her pray throughout the house and speaking to her. We're like, what in the world is going on? And so my aunt would start taking me to church with her and uh, her children, her four children. And she would pray over us uh, before we went to school in the morning. Mm. And during the times where we couldn't make it to church, she would make us come down to the living room and have church in the living room. And so I began to learn all of the Bible stories and things of that nature from her. So she planted the seed and Mm. it is through her that I began to learn church. But I did not know God. Mm. And so uh, at the age of 14, my parents left that home with my aunt and we moved into an apartment uh, in Southeast DC, another part of DC mm-hmm. at the time. And I remember uh, it was the height of my father just struggling with uh, crack addiction mm. and things of that nature. So I just really started acting out as a teenager, getting into a a lot of things Mm -hmm. as far as promiscuity, Mm -hmm. uh, doing drugs myself, Mm -hmm. selling drugs, Mm -hmm. just really getting into as far away from God as you could think. That was me. I was super far from God. Uh, My mother came to the faith. uh, I believe it was the year 2000 or 1999. And she started talking different to me. And I'm looking at her like, oh, here you go. Now you acting like, you know, my aunt paid. And so uh, I remember her asking me to come to church. And I didn't want to come. And I asked her, I asked my best friend at the time, I said, Kendra, can you come with me? Because I don't want to be around all of these church people by myself. And so I came to church and there was this gospel presentation, this drama that they did. And (laughs) I don't know, that impacted me. And God used that moment. And I remember um, receiving, hearing the gospel, the clearest at that moment, receiving it and knowing that something was different. Mm. from that moment. And it was six months after that, that day, which was, that happened in July, 2004, six months later in September, 2004, my best friend that came with me to church was killed, uh, was murdered 
and um, by someone that she was, you know, talking to and dealing with at the time. And I just remember feeling like nothing in the world could bring me peace or give me peace. Yeah. For, but God. And mm-hmm. so that was the catalyst for me to totally surrender because mm-hmm. even when I had received, you know, sanctification is a process, Absolutely. right? And, and so when I was transformed and saved in July, 2004, my life didn't change right away, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. but God was working on me. But then when my best friend was killed, it was like, take me everything. Right. Like right. I walked away from everything, wow. the, the, the drugs, the drinking. And I like threw myself into the things of God so much. So, I mean, people thought I was, they, they called me the Jesus freak, every, every name under the sun, yeah. you know, because I was going to learn this Bible. I was going right. to change my life. And, you know, I went through this whole legalist period, but I'm grateful for those moments because God used them. Yes. So that's how I came to the faith. Oof, what a testimony. What a powerful testimony, mm-hmm. Jennifer. My that goodness. Is powerful. I also um, grew up Pentecostal and I am forever indebted to the Pentecostal <laughs> church. The little storefront Pentecostal church is where, you know, you have uh, okay. days a week. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Five to seven hours. Because what else are we gonna be doing otherwise? You know. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm forever grateful for those roots and mm-hmm. just what I learned in those seasons. Amen. So, so. I think cute. there's also so much to be said about a fearlessness to engage with culture when those are your roots, when that's part of your story. Um, and we are, we are in a really heavy season right now. We're, we're, today's a heavy day. Um, we're recording this. Yeah. I think all of us just found out about mm-hmm. the passing of DMX. Um, mm-hmm. and I know that you named, um, interactions with dealing of an addiction, um, mm-hmm. to different substances. Yeah. Part of your story. Um, how, how has that brought you as, what what we say on your mat, the mat that Jesus healed mm. you from and then said, take it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, that part of what's on yeah. your mat, how has that led you and helped you to minister? You know, it's helped me to have compassion um, as we are all processing uh, the passing of uh, DMX. Yeah. When at, at times when you see brothers and sisters on the street that are begging or, or struggling in, in some type of way, um, it can become instinct to look at them like, oh, get away from me, that type of thing. Right. Instead of looking at them and with the eyes of compassion yeah. and understanding that these are image bearers <laughs> of, of Christ mm-hmm. first. And, you know, addiction is a disease. And yes. Many people that started with trying a drug, they never envisioned that it would be something that would take hold of them. Absolutely. And that would not only change their lives, but change the lives of those around them and Mm -hmm. that are impacted by them. And so uh, having grown up and even in my adult years, seeing my father wrestle on and off with addiction I had gotten to a place once I um, once I became a Christian, I got to a place of compassion with him 
and really trying to understand his story, his right. brokenness, right. like what happened to get you uh, to to this point. And so today it allows me to have compassion for those that are struggling and also those that are impacted by um, those that are wrestling with addiction. It has allowed me to see it as the disease that it is. Mm. And also know it is only by God's grace that I'm not out here on the corner somewhere struggling mm. because I've done some of those same drugs. Mm. And it is only by God's grace that I was able to say, all right, enough, I'm done. Mm. And not everybody can do that. Mm. Yeah, my goodness. I mean, I just I just appreciate just the the authenticity and just the reality and the the humility to know, like, but for the grace of God, there go I, right? Because you're like, huh. I was I did the same drugs. Yeah, I was doing the same stuff, slanging and all that. You know, who mm-hmm. am I? Am I I'm no better who than am I? Yeah, right. You know, and so I just not at all. So I just I thank you for you know, just being honest and um, laying out um, your life in that in that way for our sisters at the table, because I'm, I'm certain that our sisters at the table can relate. You know, I think and in, in quite a few of us have some family members, um, maybe one or two or maybe more um, that have also dealt with this disease of addiction. Yeah. And I'm glad that you named that as that not not as a moral failing, not as right. some, you know, uh, um, some some something's more deeply uh, wrong with this person that's an addict than me. It is right. a disease. And I think um, it's important and powerful for Christians to hear that. Right. Yeah. So I think, I, I mean, I do, I do believe the discourse has changed a bit on that, even in Christian circles, but I think it still has serious rhetorical power for um, you to name it. Absolutely. As such. Mm-hmm. Not as a moral failing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to highlight Go that ahead. because yeah, um, I, used to wrestle with thinking that this was connected to my father's salvation. Ah. And so that was yeah. due unpack to that, bad please. teaching. Yeah, unpack that. That yeah, was it, it was due to having uh, spent some time in the prosperity gospel mm-hmm. teaching and thinking that uh, if you are saved, then these problems should automatically fall all right. fall off of you and that you should not uh, struggle Mm. anymore or where's your faith Mm. or are you really saved because you're still struggling? Mm. And so as believers, there are some things that we are going to wrestle with until we meet him. There's going to be that thorn. Paul talks about that thorn in the flesh. And so uh, for my father, I realized, and, and even looking at DMX's life, I trust that he's with the Lord. Yes. We know that yeah. he um, made sure to give God glory in concerts and interviews and things of that yeah. nature. And, um, you know, it's it's something that we can't connect to being, we can't connect addiction to moral failure. We just can't. Mm, mm. And y'all, um, I'm sorry, my dog is going crazy. So I just need to put him on my lap. So y'all don't have to meet him. <laughs> hey, hey, doggy. <laughs> What's your dog? He just name? wants to, his name is Shadow, and he just wants to interrupt hey, this whole thing. 
This is why, like, look, you know what? We still on the subject of DMX, and now we got Shadow okay. here at the table, too. This is the first time, y'all, okay. we ever had Shadow, a dog at the table. So, a dog is since, at the table today. Since we're already, we already still on the subject, and we got Shadow at the table. Yeah. So tell us your favorite DMX track. And why? Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm throwing a force fun, just a teaser. How about that? <laughs> Look, well, it's not one of the holy tracks, no, but. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. We got, there's Liberty. In okay. <laughs> okay. It's Liberty. Liberty. How's it going down? Oh. It's my favorite. What types of games are being played? How's it going down? Oh. You know, I love that song. <laughs> Every time I listen to it, I want to go back in the day to where my. Fifty-four, eleven, size seven, and girl. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, turn it down. Break it down, okay? Bust the rod for us, all right? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness, mine is slipping. Mine is slipping, and so I Hell had to play yeah. that when I, I was getting ready. Too. I was like, oh my lord! But I'm just, uh, I do believe that he's uh, with with the Lord. I, okay. I will be blasting DMX all today. Oh, trust the. Believe. That's yes. them the rules. Them the rules. Every other week is listen to Who We Be, which is like a testimony song. There you yes. go. The way, the way the song progresses from beginning to the end, by the end, you're like, wait a minute, he's on his knees in the night. Here it comes, the prayer. Life story testimony. I love who we be. I love that. Yes, wow. yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm glad we were able to actually hold space <laughs> for, Me for too. our brother Earl Simmons, aka DMX. Yes. Um, and while while lifting up your own testimony, right, um, and your own personal connection um, within yes. your own family um, about addiction. So why don't we take a quick commercial break so we can pay some bills. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about what you do, Jennifer. So keep it locked, okay. y'all. Don't go nowhere. <laughs> hey, y'all. Now, you know, we take the Bible seriously here at Truth's Table. Did you know that Dwell Audio Bible app is a preferred audio Bible for people who want to get in the Word and stay in the Word? With several inspiring voices, Bible translations, and original background music, you're going to love listening to Scripture. They have listening plans to help you to start a daily habit of engaging with God through one of Dwell's many Bible listening plans. They even have a sleep timer so you and your family can fall asleep to your favorite books and stories of the Bible without losing your spot or draining your battery. And your day with God's word in your ears and on your heart. You can make dwell your very own. In the for you section, you can see your favorites, your plans, your downloads, your recent listens, and more. Dwell is for you. Truth Table listeners can get started with Dwell by going to dwellapp.io slash truthstable to get 10% off of a yearly subscription or 33% off of Dwell for life, y'all, for life. 33% off means that you'll save $50. So make sure you visit dwellapp.io slash truthstable to commit to scripture for the rest of the year and for your life. And you know what's one good thing about Facebook? What? Because, you know, I don't fool with Facebook like that. <laughs> well, you know what you can find on Facebook? You can find Truth's Table Black Women's Discipleship Group. Oh, that's right. That is one good thing about <laughs> Facebook. Absolutely. Look, sisters, we have started the Truth's Table Black Women's Facebook Discipleship Group. So all you got to do is go to facebook.com slash truthstable, like our page. Yes, yes, yes. Go to our group and join 
you gotta answer three questions. Come one on. of them, one of them questions is, "Are you a black woman?" Come, Come on, on, y'all. Decency Come on. in order. We made it very Decency easy in order now. Decency in order. <laughs> answer those three questions and then agree to the rules. That's all. And then you get admitted into the discipleship group, and we are going to have a good time in that group growing in the lord and getting to know each other so join us today facebook.com slash table all right y'all we are back at the table with jennifer lucy tyler so um man jennifer your your testimony is just so powerful and um i just i can't wait to read the works that the lord is going to bring up out of you um uh, prophesy prophesy <laughs> yes prophesy. come on now come on <laughs> i'm prophesying girl prophesy. i receive yes. <laughs> receive this word of prophecy um, <laughs> okay <laughs> But, 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 you know, you were talking about how, you know, when, you know, um, unfortunately when your best friend got murdered, you were like, okay, God, I surrender all. You got my life. Let's go. And yeah. you didn't look back. I understand. I do. I understand that type of like when it's like a, a serious turn. Like, I, I do understand that mine, mine is similar in that way where it's like when the Lord called me it was, all right, let's go. <laughs> and yeah, let's ride, like, right? It, yeah. it, we're not going to play around with this thing. And so um, I'm curious, and you you were talking about, I'm going to learn this Bible. I'm going to get into this Bible. I would love yeah. for you to talk to us about Soul Circles. Soul Circles event. Okay. What is Soul Circles? Why did you start it? Um, I Yeah, I'm just, I'm fascinated by it because I see that it's a Bible study with Black women. I just talk to us about it. We are all about that life. You know, I simply, well, let, let's, let me say this. I, I didn't set out to start a ministry, oh. right? I, I just, I it started out with me bringing women together over a shared love of teaching women how to study the Bible. Yes. I felt like a lot of women in my community didn't necessarily know how to study the Bible for themselves. Sure. And I started seeing a lot of women uh, go into certain cults and other mm-hmm. religions and things mm-hmm. of that nature mm-hmm. because they didn't know how to properly discern mm-hmm. and, and didn't know the basics of just reading the Bible and studying scripture or the story of scripture. And so um, I wanted to provide a place a venue so to speak where women could come together and do that in a non-judgmental environment uh meaning you didn't have to be super trained or seminary trained or anything like that but i would bring in uh different black women bible teachers Mm -hmm. and the reason why i sought out black women bible teachers because we're out here come on and i wanted to provide a um, space for women to hear from other women that looked like them yes, and to learn from other women that looked like them in an environment that was uh, full of blackness and mm-hmm. black women joyed and, and fun. And um, just to get to know other women who just want to study the scriptures yes, together. Yes, And so uh, that's how soul circles was birthed. When I had the first event, um, in 2018, I believe Okay, it was, uh, in a restaurant in DC, I had rented out a separate part Wonderful. and, uh, brought in, um, 
I think my first, I can't even remember who I brought in first. I'm having a brain Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, fart, mm -hmm. but I would bring in women to come in and teach and we would have a good time. We would also just go beyond the surface in conversation. And so after that first event, uh, I started having my, my sister friends from all over the country say, Hey, you should bring this to Alabama. You should bring this to New York. Or you should bring yeah. this here and there. And they started helping me to have these events in different cities. And so it. when the pandemic hit, uh, everyone was like, man, I miss soul circles. And I'm like, okay, we'll go online. Because I didn't yeah. want to do an online yeah. community at first. <laughs> but I, I did it because, you know, that's obviously the space that we're in. And yeah. I wanted to uh, fulfill the need. So uh, for women to continue uh, to grow together and also hear and learn from other Black women and be in a safe space. Uh, one of the things that also uh, sparked this was I would go to events that were focused on Bible literacy and it would just be a mm-hmm. sea of white women mm-hmm. and uh, maybe one Black teacher, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah that would always do something to me Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm like, our women want to be biblically literate. We want to study the scriptures as well. And there are women out here who are more than capable of handling and and teaching uh, the scriptures. And so um, I'm always looking for those women and always trying to uh, highlight them and introduce uh, my community, Soul Circles, with yes. uh, to the ministries of these yes. other women that they can glean from. I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. Uh, that's fantastic. I also think that that um, yearning for not just better representation amongst who's teaching, who's facilitating, but yearning for um, better representation amongst the people you are learning with. Um, yes. That's got to be yeah, what right. connection. I mean, that's no joke when you said it's not only full of people that were interested in diving deep into the Bible, we end up diving deep into each other's lives. And oh, that yes. I love the safety, which is part of the gospel. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus says, yes. I'm going to heal, mm-hmm. I'm going to yes. liberate, and then I'm going to cause you to live eternally. Well, what do you do with eternal life? <laughs> You, you share it. And so I think that's Amen. a beautiful yes. part of moving moving towards each other is actually how we learn to love the Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. That's what they sang in my church. Uh, yeah. and yes. That's what yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that song. Um, do you have, and I hate to use the word favorite, but do you have a darling book of the Bible that you found, um, a story, something inspiring when you teach it or Mm -hmm. your learners or people that you've trained come back to you and say, this was challenging for me before, but here through this fellowship, um, I'm starting to open up to what are some of the darling books of the Bible that you maybe were surprised by teaching and learning? I, I'm going to have to say Lamentations is one of my darling books and it's not it. the pretty Go book, there. but uh, Go Soul Circles, we just went through Lamentations together wow. inductively and we went through it line by line, chapter by chapter mm-hmm. and just recognizing 
the beauty of lament in that, and that God gives us permission to lament and to not rush through uh, heavy moments of grief and that he identifies with them. Right. And so um, that was a book that I, I wasn't initially excited about going through, but it was such a beautiful surprise uh, that we were able to find an encouragement and be able to relate um, to a lot of uh, the sentiments, especially uh, last year. I mean, just, (laughs) it was okay. (laughs) So um, Lamentations is one of my favorites. I will also say um, I'm enjoying, I mean, I I love the book of Philippians. I I love um, that because it just highlights some of the, the things that not only um, I deal with, but Black women as far as uh, anxiety. And I love that Paul um, really speaks to uh, worry and anxiety um, in Philippians 4. So that's one of my favorite chapters in the book of the Bible. It's something that I cling to yeah. um, wholeheartedly because anxiety, having dealt with that the type of trauma of losing a best friend or di- seeing someone struggle with drug addiction mm-hmm. and things of that nature, uh, having to cling <laughs> to Philippians four has been uh, uh, Philippians four has been a solid rock of scripture that I will go to often. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, life raft. Right. It's just when you yes. feel like you drown. <gasps> yeah. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. Drowning, and you know, and people read um, anger on black women. Um, we break, read our anxiety as anger. And so, not to say that there aren't legitimate reasons for us to be angry. Let's let's put that on the table. But, okay. but oftentimes, <laughs> what they're reading as anger is actually anxiety. Um, and so, I'm so glad that you lifted up Philippians, and I'm glad you lifted up Lamentations, um, and that God doesn't rush us through our grief. Our grief. Why do we rush ourselves through our right. grief? Why are we not comfortable and, with? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And and why do we rush others exactly through their grief mm-hmm. just because we're afraid to sit in that? discomfort, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Why do we do that? So yeah, I'm so glad you lifted up Lamentations and lifted up um, Philippians, Jennifer. So I, I'm curious about, I have lots of questions, but I'm really curious about how you would say your faith has maybe evolved since you first came to faith. I think we all go through, you know, evolution. We're, we're growing. If, if you ain't growing, that means you're dying, right? And so, so we're always changing and molding evolving. and evolving oh right? and maturing in the Lord. Yes. Um, and you mentioned yes. a little bit about how, you know, you went through a legalistic phase. I did too. Um, and so I'm curious about, yeah, how your faith has changed since when you first came to, to faith in the Lord and where you are now and how it's even changing now. Um, it, it is definitely changing. And I think last year was another wave of change and that we go through these various uh, waves of change. Um, When I first became a Christian, I was in a uh, word of faith church Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, just experiencing Jennifer, can you tell our sisters uh, at the table what word of faith means, just in case they might not know, you know, what that term means? Word of faith uh, churches or word of faith churches, I, I would say it's synonymous with the prosperity uh, gospel, which 
uh, believes that by our faith, we are able to have whatever we say, um, whatever we sure. decree and, and saying that we as humans have the ability to decree things and that they happen. And um, also it is a, a false gospel rooted in thinking that our prosperity is has to happen here on earth. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Um, so those are some of the things yeah, there's lots good. of different um, tenets, but those are some of the yeah. clues. Right. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and, a, and a lot of um, uh, churches don't today and 2021 boldly call themselves word of faith or prosperity gospel, right. but you can um, hear clues of it within uh, the messages and mm-hmm. can kind of say, Hmm, okay, that's, that's interesting. So Um, I, uh, came up in word of faith and I will say this, um, the Lord, even in that time in his grace and his mercy, he used the ministry that I was in. Um, and the way that he used it was I learned, um, about being a virtuous woman. I learned, uh, the importance of obedience to scripture. Um, and I'm grateful for that, but as I grew, as I began to study the scriptures for myself, the Lord uh, called us out of that. And my husband, I'm thankful for him because God was always speaking to him as well. And so then uh, I went, we went through this uh, phase of thinking that, all right, well, let's go to this multi-ethnic Mm-hmm. Uh, ministry. Mm-hmm. And then we go into thinking, okay, well, this is right. Right. And right. Um, found ourselves uh, look, looking up and finding ourselves. All right. Well, we are in a whitewashed faith, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> Where yeah. all we're doing is listening to <laughs> Bethel Hill song and, you know, and just in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just in, in that environment. And so, um, yeah. but God is faithful to continue to grow us even in, um, our, um, in what we think is wise. Right. Sure. Uh, so, uh, I remember the Charleston nine happening and, yeah. uh, the pastor we were under at the time just didn't speak to it at all. And all of uh, the black people and pe- people of color period that were at the church just came to church that Sunday broken, right, waiting right. to receive a word of encouragement, waiting to hear mm. just some compassion, mm-hmm. something. Mm. And so that's when I knew, okay, we need to look deeper into that's <laughs> this. That's it. And so uh, we held those pastors accountable and things of that nature, but it, it, it that has become exhausting. Absolutely. So um, we are at a place now um, where we are in a healthy church. It is a multi-ethnic church mm-hmm. still. However, um, a church that's not afraid to say Black Lives Matter and Amen. to also uh, walk those things out. And it, it was a learning curve with this church, but sure. um, we definitely, um, they've been open to uh, hearing from other leaders in the church and um, congregants mm. and we're growing together. So that's where that's we good. are. That's good. 
Amen. And that that really does sound like a journey that is never over. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> to learn. Um, yes. And I like the way even that uh, this discussion harkens back to when the Lord transformed you. You this the sanctification process had only just begun. Does it? So, you know, <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a walk. It's a faith walk. Um, I, I am wondering what are what are the places in soul circles or even when you just interact with people? Because once you become a Bible educator, it's like skin. It's not a hat. You can't stop yeah. educating, talking about. It's not a hat you could take off. You know, the word of God is just oily all over you, right? Um, it's mm-hmm. the butters. Yes, yes. So I wonder how in the past couple years, especially since the outcry for healing from racial trauma, how have you seen Bible study um, really do that, really take off in ways that people who have church hurt connected with racial trauma? How have you seen people reignite their love for study of scripture, especially if they're Mm. folks that have gone to well, the church that you mm-hmm. described, just a lot of whitewashing of um, yeah. scripture and underrepresentation. Yeah. yeah. Um, the beauty is that Soul Circles is such a safe environment where we can have these types of discussions. And I usually lead with transparency and vulnerability. Yes. So if in, in times that I'm facilitating a study or teaching, um, me being able to share where I am, it will open up the door for other women to confess and to share and for us to pray together. One of the things with Soul Circles, we spend a considerable amount of time praying together. Mm-hmm. And that has brought forth so much healing. There are times mm-hmm. where um, we're not interested in rushing for uh, the program, right? Mm-hmm. We will soak in prayer and um, have the women just lay out their needs and, and their challenges and what they're trusting the Lord for. Mm-hmm. And so having gone through uh, those things, especially, and, and continue to go through these things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is the environment that we have by God's grace been able to curate, so to speak, yeah, where yeah. it is a it is a community where women just start to confess and feel like they can share with one another and they're not gonna be judged for it. And they're looking at other sisters that look like them and who who get it and who understand and we could hold each other up in these moments. Mm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, Jennifer. I think um I, I think, yeah, I believe as a as a Bible teacher, a leader, discipler, whatever a pastor, whatever your title is, um, or your calling is, um, I I, th- I think leading with vulnerability and transparency is so important, right? So that other people can feel like ah, I ain't by myself. Yeah. You know, or yeah. I ain't gotta put and on that. You're not front. perfect, yeah. right? You ain't perfect. Like, because, you know, we struggling. Because <laughs> we people see, you know, Instagram feeds and things like that, and they yeah. start to think your life, you know, and so it's like I'm not trying to display any perfection. Like, let's put my weaknesses out on the table before we get into this word. And we're gonna get into this That's together. Right. <laughs> That's good. Yep, yep, yep. It's because of these weaknesses that we getting into this word. Because I need 
Exactly. I need to I need to clean just as much as y'all do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. I have we were gonna move to force one and we will, but I got one more question that came to mind for um, that I want to ask you. Um as somebody is who is a Bible teacher um and a speaker and you know um and also heavily involved in your church and but but particularly ministering to black women, I'm curious about what are the things that you're seeing um, our sisters get um, entangled with or get, um, yeah, get entangled with that that's concerning you? What are the things that are coming up you, um, 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 uh, at the fore, particularly for you as a Bible teacher that you're like, ooh, this is concerning. I'm seeing a lot more of this what what is this what is that that's that's coming up and that's maybe concerning you and that you feel like oh we got to be able to tackle um um tackle this with the power right of the word the living word of god all right so i'm going to take us from two two different things oh, yes. just popped up in my oh, head yeah. <laughs> um so one of the things is the adding on of uh, crystals and, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the saging, the crystals and things like that. And, um, kind of just mixing in a lot of different, um, re- religions and new age practices. Okay. I'm seeing a lot of new age mm-hmm. pra- syncretism. Mm-hmm. That's the word I was, it couldn't, <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So a lot of syncretism, um, is happening. Um, just a lot of, uh, new age practices um mm-hmm. that are um among women and that they are thinking they need this and Jesus yeah, right yeah, yeah. um but i'm also seeing this culture this burnout this hustle um this hustle culture of uh, um, mm-hmm. just being glorified among a lot of women and a lot of women uh, are burnt out and they come yeah. You know, they're seeking rest um, and not just physical rest, but they, but spiritual rest mm-hmm. and, and peace mm-hmm. um, because their minds are so um, burdened with and, and rightfully so. Yeah. It, this has been a heavy mm-hmm. time to Absolutely. to live in. Absolutely. And so I'm seeing a lot of women uh, come to the Bible study heavily burdened uh, just with everything that's going on in our world today, mm-hmm. seeking rest mm-hmm. and um, also just not feeling like they can rest, um, whether spiritually or physically, yes. because of their um, need to want to, their desire to acquire more, more, more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I feel like you was kind of reading my journal. <laughs> For me, it was inquiring. It's just, it's, I'm not trying to acquire more. I'm like, I just... I'm trying to hold on to what I got. I'm like, it ain't much. I'm like, it's just a lot going on. Come on, Lord. Help us, God. Help us, Lord. That's that is good. Well, let's let's switch gears. Let's switch gears. This I just want to let you know. I'm about to hit you with the honestly, this is the hottest question we're gonna hit you with. So we 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 okay. we going into forced fun, okay, Michelle? We need you to come up with like a a jingle for this segment of the show. We need some sort okay, of forced fun, like something. We could just, you know, <laughs> I don't know. We need we need something. We need something. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, it's forced fun. So we're gonna ask you three different questions. I'm coming with okay. the first question, which is, 
one gotta go. Are you ready? Okay. I don't know if you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm here for it. All right. All right. Shaka, Anita, Aretha. Wait, who the first one? The fourth one? I said, oh. Uh, you said Shaka. Shaka, Anita, Aretha, Whitney. One gotta go. Oh, one. wow. One. You say you was That's ready. Right. I told you you wasn't ready. Both of us didn't write this question. I was so mad at them. Don't be doing it. Wow. This question. <laughs> Me and C came I, up with this one. <laughs> That's why I don't come on. I'll, I'll, you know, I'm like, this is hard. These are all queens. I don't because know. I was I was thinking Shaka, but then I was like, we would never have I'm every woman. Right. We <laughs> by Whitney. <laughs> we can't have Whitney by, you know, but true, true. I'm gonna have to say Shaka. Oh. I know. Yeah. I know. That's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I, I can't, it's Jennifer. I, I can't get rid of Whitney. Right. Right. I, I mean, I hear Whitney was from my uh, from uh, my era. That was my <laughs> first record that my mother ever bought me. There you go. The I want to dance with somebody record. So yes, yes, the greatest love of all. Wait, actually, what is that the title of the song or is it? I don't know. You know, we've been making up titles. The greatest I love think, of all. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was so. the first song. So. My cousin was obsessed with that song. Played it on a loop. Literally the first like <laughs> real song that I learned. <laughs> I believe the children. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Anyway, okay, all right, all right. That, uh, that's some serious black girl history right there. Like okay, we all got our okay. connection to Whitney. All right, this ain't yes, a yes. So okay, Shaka. You know, you, there's quite a few of the sisters, our black girl magic sisters at the table that have said, "Sister Shaka gotta go." So you're not alone. You're not alone. Okay, okay. So, okay. <laughs> Michelle, you got the next one, girl. You got the next one. <laughs> now, what we need to know uh-huh. is if you had a superpower. What would it be? Mm. Uh, my superpower would be to, gosh, <laughs> there's so many that I want. <laughs> I'm greedy. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think it would be immediately what I'm thinking of is being able to just appear wherever I think. And oh, so, okay. yeah. So wherever I think, if I want to go to a place, I just will appear there, and that also includes time periods. There you go. I was ask. That, yes, that's a smart one, right? When you think it, you could just teleport, right? I think yep. I teleport wherever I'm thinking, wherever mm-hmm. I'm seeing, so in you whatever could, time. So period. you could go on that vacation you're trying to go on. I was going to say. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and look, I could go before the pandemic. <laughs> hey, 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 okay. <laughs> ain't, no telling, ain't no telling when we're going to get out this parallelogram child. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Last force fun question is if we were to get in your car right now with our masks on, because we are in a parallelogram. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Uh, gotta be safe. Uh, we were to get in your car right now. What song will be playing on the radio or in your stereo? Sorry, I said radio like it's the 80s. Go ahead. Stay in your car. What What will we hear? What will we hear? Well, right now you're going to hear DMX. <laughs> I was about to put in a little exception for DMX. I knew she was going to say. 
<laughs> Look, when my husband was pulling up earlier when we recorded the podcast, he blasting DM at my face. Yes. <laughs> I was like, go ahead, boo. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. This was great, Jennifer. Thank you. You have done very well on Force Fun. Thank you very much, sister. Oh, thank you. This was fun. <laughs> of course. And now this is your turn for you to talk to our sisters at the table. Tell them about your work. Plug yourself. Tell them how they can follow you and get down with what you do, sister. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna plug my business, yeah, um, missionconsultanthub.com. Um, this business is, it exists to serve the servant yes, leader. Terms, yeah. And so we serve the servant leader in areas of virtual assistance, okay. uh, copywriting, social media management, Wonderful. graphic and web design. And so if, that sounds like you. Uh, head over to Mission Consultant Hub. I have a team of Black women who would love to serve you um, awesome. with your vision. Awesome. And you could also uh, connect with me um, at jenniferlucytyler.com. Follow me on Instagram. If you're interested in joining Soul Circles, uh, you can find that information on my website and also souls at Soul Circles events on Instagram. Uh, we uh, have a few events coming up where we invite uh, different women Bible teachers. I've invited Ekimini. I'm waiting for her to solidify her date to come in and teach. Oh, I, yeah. I owe you a date. I owe you a date. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know you were waiting on me, child. I'm sorry. I'm waiting on you, child. Read me, girl. Read me, girl. But, but look. <laughs> At superpower. You know, you know, but she she will eventually at some point in 2021 change a soul circle in Jesus' name. I'm gonna get that to you, sister. I promise. (laughs) It is all good, but but I'm excited. We have uh, some amazing women that are coming through soul circles that you're able to be exposed to, and they and it's an intimate environment Mm -hmm. where you can ask questions and things of that nature. And so, if you're interested in that type of community to just study with some other Black women, we have a book club as well. Um, Feel free. And join in with us. Wonderful, Jennifer. Thank you so much for taking a seat at the table with us. Oh my goodness. You do you are the doer of all things. Mission Consulting Hub. Social media management, that's the next frontier for True Stable. So okay. <laughs> as we've been leveling up, you know, <laughs> ain't no stopping us now. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking a seat at the table with us, Jennifer. Man, we are just, we are honored to know you. We are honored to have you at the table. And we just know our sisters are just going to love this episode. So, y'all hit us up on the Twitter and the Instagram and give us your thoughts about this episode with Jennifer Lucy Tyler as our Black Girl Magic interview. So, uh, we love y'all and thank you for taking a seat at the table with us. <laughs> We want to thank you for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about this episode using the hashtag TruceTable. Black women, did y'all know that we have our own Black Women's Discipleship group on Facebook? Make sure to follow TruceTable on Facebook and join our Facebook group today. Invite your homegirls too. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TruceTable or email us your thoughts at info at truestable.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. 
Truce Table has a Patreon account now, so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truce or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truce table. Truce Table is made possible by Pottery Studios. Visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. We have been your hosts, Akemini, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truce Table. Bye, y'all.